You. Yeah, we're talking to you, little man. Yeah, little man. <laughs> little boy toy. Hey, listen. We have, You know what our problem was with, with you? <laughs> we're in love. <laughs> with you. But you're not with us. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. We're going to change that. Yeah, one loving thrust at a time. Give us your lunch money and then give me your kisses. <laughs> you need to fall in love uh, with us, Buster Brown. <laughs> I want you to drop down and give me 20 kisses. <laughs> Listen, keep going. We love you. You're doing great. You should love us. We're just two huge bucking broncos and we need a third horse in our stable so if you didn't get that by the really good really good opening act we just did welcome to part two of uh questions to make you fall in love with someone (laughs) of gaining an unwilling boyfriend i I mean falling in love (laughs) we we, before the podcast started we were like should we say hey girl hey girl come here girl Come here, girl. I like your boots. But we thought that was too creepy. So, yeah. so I hope all those men like to be harassed. <laughs> yeah. It's called dog calling. <laughs> See, that would be too creepy. But what we just did just then, completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> completely sane. Now that we've gotten past that, all in one piece. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> just not in this this way yet. <laughs> we have to get I mean? to the end of the list. So go ahead and start up that timer. And That's right. Let me give you hearts in your eyes. If you are just tuning us in now, I did kill my cat Momo so we could do this. So I hope it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Strangle her until her eyes puffed out like one of those stress toys. Wow. Wow. What? You were there. I don't know why you're shocked. If I remember correctly, it all happened in one lo- <laughs> large, loud smash. Yeah, but do you see her eyes bounce around like a ping pong table? Yeah, but I don't remember you slowly squeezing her like a Temple of Doom trap. Well, I well, I filmed it and I slowed it down. Um. <laughs> That's somehow worse than killing her. For the record, we didn't kill her. We maimed her. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She limps a little bit. But she's still perfectly serviceable. She purrs, but it's, it sounds like an old fort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get this hour going, and hopefully we can get finished, because I want to love you, man. Yeah. And after this, we're going to watch Love is Blind. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the plan. That's just, that's just factual. All right, here we go. go One hour, here we go. What I, I, We don't remember exactly what question we left on. I think it's this one. What is your most treasured memory? Give it to me. Treasured memory. This is it's kind of a tough one for me personally. I mean, like, if I could be like, oh, the, this is the memory where I felt like, like everything was going right, everything was going good. There's not a lot of them. There's one of them when I was in my like my middle school like screamo band uh, called Chaos with a K. There was like. <laughs> There was a moment, like, where I was the drummer, and everyone was having fun around me, and I closed my eyes, and I was like, I'm at peace right now. Like, it was re- it was really nice. Kind of ironic that you were at peace in chaos with a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a very fun time. That, that was really fun. But it, what I say is my most treasured memory, I, it's hard to say, because that was, like, such a... Like, like one time I went to a live wrestling pay-per-view. I went to Hell in a Cell 2011, mm. and that was, like, surreal seeing that in live. But would it be my most treasured memory? I don't know if I've had my most treasured memory yet. I just had a lot of good memories that I all treasure. So it's kind of hard for me to pick Almost one. treasured up to this point. I think I know what mine is. What's that? Uh, visiting Hawaii. See, we're we're a podcast of two people who have both been to Hawaii at some point in their lives, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like both time. I mean, again, it was really good, but treasured memory. This is my this is my being. It's, I'll I'll never forget it. I slept. We it was an Airbnb. We spent a bunch of money for like eight people, all of my family members, to live in it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think. 
it was just uh, amazing, and I'll just never forget. This happened basically every morning. Yeah. But this morning in specific, I remember it because it was one of the first after we had settled in. I woke up soon after the. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. it started with me going to sleep. I slept in a closet. Oh yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Because the closet was the perfect size for me, so there was just like less than a foot of space between my head and my feet and the walls slash door. Mm-hmm. It was like a sliding door. And the walls were like kind of close in on my arms, so it was just like super cozy. I like an enclosed space. You're really bender from Futurama right yeah. now. Except I was actually able to stretch out. <laughs> but yeah, it was super comfortable, so I wake up. The sun's just come up not long ago. It's maybe six thirty, seven o'clock. I walk, I tiptoe out of the room because everybody's still sleeping. I put on some coffee, mm-hmm. put some honey in my coffee, yeah. a little bit of uh, a little bit of creamer, stir it around, take it out to the balcony along with my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I start drinking my coffee and I enjoy the sunrise. And uh, after I'm about halfway done with my coffee and enjoy the sunrise for a good five, ten minutes, I pull out my Switch, I start playing Breath of the Wild and... It was good. I do that for hours you know, until everyone wakes up and they decide we want to do something. You no, know, it's funny. You can just go out right now, every morning, no. and play. No, play and watch the sunrise. Nope, it's not even close. The Airbnb was on a large hill, so our elevation was very high. Yeah, but I could see just beautiful, just forestry all out from <clears> the balcony and like parts of the city and stuff. I could see like the ocean from far off. I mean, we live right next to the beach. There is a. It was gorgeous. If you want to take like a small drive. You can go go take a small drive in the morning. I don't want to drive in the morning. Set up like a little, a, like a little uh, beach chair next to the beach. <clears throat> you can go right now and play Breath of the Wild on the beach. Yeah, but I would have to drive to get there. People and kill I don't, for the opportunity. I don't like the beach. I like forestry. Yeah, I saw the beach way off. I couldn't even smell the sea breeze. Okay. What I saw was beautiful, like trees and stuff. The trees and greenery in Hawaii doesn't stuff down here doesn't compare. I mean, I I mean, I know. Compare, but I'm just saying, if you want to keep enriching your own life by playing Switch outdoors. Well, also, I was on vacation, so I truly had nothing to worry about. That is a nice feeling. I'd already spent all the money I was going to spend, so then I was just cruising. Like Minneapolis, like uh, it was so fun. I can't, I can't wait for us to go to Atlanta uh, next month. It was, uh, yeah. It was also really nice because until everyone woke up, I literally had nothing I needed to do. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about money. I didn't have to worry about work. I didn't have to worry about getting up and going somewhere. I didn't have to worry about waking someone up. Everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, it was vacation. I was just going to wait for everybody to wake up naturally, and then we would go do something. We would figure it out. We'd plan it on the spot. Yeah. So until everybody woke up, I was truly, truly free. Trent, I just realized something. What? We go to Atlanta in less than a month. We probably need to figure out what we're doing. Wing it, baby. We don't have a hotel yet. Wing it, baby. <laughs> we sleep in the car. We should probably do a podcast in Atlanta. Your car can fit three. Should, should we do that? Podcast, podcast in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, the live. I'll give you an hour special. Atlanta. <laughs> wow, that one viewer is really... He's like, whoa, whoa, live! <laughs> Wow! It won't be live. The only guy that shows up for our podcast is the Bjork Stalker. I love the Bjork Stalker. No, you don't. <laughs> He's... Do you know the Bjork Stalker? Not a clue. I thought yeah, you made it up. No, he does exist. He used to exist. I love the Bjork Stalker. <laughs> he shot himself on a live cam. Oh. <laughs> so we lost our viewer. After he mailed like an acid bomb to Bjork, the Swedish singer. The Bjork anyway. Stalker's ghost. Um, Maybe Marathon. When I complete the Marathon, that might be a treasured memory. Because <laughs> I felt so relieved when it was over. Yeah, he was like sunburned to heck and back because he didn't bring any anything. He was stupid tired. Yeah. He fell down on the sand into on and his knees. People and had just, to help me up. And freaking, yeah, just raised his hands I felt, to the sky. I, When I fell and looked out into the ocean and saw the sun, sunset uh, with all my friends there, it was a, it was a very nice feeling. Hmm. Next question. What's your most terrible memory? Oh. <laughs> Let's bring it down a notch. My most <clears throat> terrible memory. I'm thinking too much of Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. Uh, that's going to be <clears throat> my most terrible memory. Okay, well, I almost died from choking to death. That's pretty sweet. Um, but I I look fondly at that 
at that memory actually in a different in a different in a different light because I lived. Right. Any near death experience, I feel nice because I didn't die from it. That's you know that's a positive way to look at it. Um, but like. I I think most of my worst memories are when I can't sleep because I'm having panic attacks and like I can't really s- sleep and I wake up throughout the night and the night feels so much longer. Um like even in like funerals and stuff with like like people who've died, I don't feel super sad when that those happen just because it it makes me think about the person that who just died. I think about the the time we shared together during a funeral i don't think of oh no i can't see them anymore i reminisce at the time we had together that was nice when did you get so optimistic uh you've never been (laughs) but hey that's great man so i think uh my worst memory is every night i can't sleep (laughs) well (laughs) really first world problems yeah that's rough people are like yeah bears attacked my village uh one of my worst memories i would say was when uh, a person, a, like a teen girl from our church, mm-hmm. died in a car crash. <clears throat> that was pretty rough. I didn't know her that much, but yeah. I knew her little brother, who was in the same... I was only like 10 or 12 at this mm-hmm. point. But uh, I'm a sympathetic crier, so when other people are crying, I, I cry uncontrollably. Because yeah. I, I just really pick up on that sadness. Mm-hmm. Well, when you go into the hospital room and you hear you hear this like cool manly dad like mm-hmm. screaming from the other room you know like no why god why yeah it's uh it's rough yeah and then you see like your buddy coming out just tears streaming down his face because his, his older sister is freaking dead it's, in the next awesome. room yeah it's like that's oh that's rough that's when you put your hand on on their shoulders like just think about the time you had with her right Look on the bright side. <laughs> I mean, she's At least gone. She wasn't cut in half. Hey, uh, hey, she's gone. Open casket, right? She's gone, but she can't get any worse. <laughs> Look on the bright side, buddy. You're awful. <laughs> uh, I wasn't trying to be. We're on. A, we're a comedy podcast. Yeah, you're right. We should have skipped that one. Uh, I've touched your freaking dusty chair again. <laughs> I keep reaching my fingers back into the crevice of this chair, and I feel fuzz. Hey, listen, listen. It's just dust, that I, much dust. I can't clean it, because at this point, it's a running joke. <laughs> take, it off, take it away. <laughs> it, it ruins the lore of the podcast. You could make a shag carpet with the amount of dust. We could make in. Shaggy Dog 2 with Tim Allen with the dust. Anyway. <laughs> if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Yes. Why? I would be constantly terrified. I'd probably have a clock in my room that I could look at while crying, and I and I, I listen, listen. I would be like a a, a small. It's I would be like a gnat who gains sentience. Remember how I said it was weird that he was being so optimistic? Yeah, this is more Garrett. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. This makes more sense. Uh, like if there He's was just going to while away the little time he has left crying into his hands. Because I don't have money. I don't have money to celebrate the last year of my life. I, you know uh, what I'd be doing? Working. <laughs> no. Heck no. I would quit work immediately. And do, do what? Die? What? You telling me your family wouldn't be willing to take care of you for one year until you explode? <laughs> <laughs> I think my family would be willing to do that and let me live it up for the last my year. Family? But if they didn't, I'd live on the freaking street. Because my... guess what? That's a, new, that's a new experience, baby. <laughs> I could go do whatever the frick I want. I mean, I mean that would be nice to be like a hobo, but then if I get if I if I get uh, you know captured by the police, guess what? I, I'm now spending the last year in jail. I really don't know if I'd change anything about the way I was living. Actually, see, if I had cancer, I think I would be a little more optimistic. For, weirdly enough, but having like this magic genie saying you have one year, one year, no ifs, ands, or buts, no other variables, you are going to explode where you stand in exactly one year. I would be terrified. Every day, I would be thinking I am going to explode. <laughs> I wouldn't be that scared. I would probably wear a clock like Flava Flav. <laughs> and it has. Why my... would you constantly remind yourself? Because it's like, well, one, I'd probably be on YouTube a lot more often, and I'd be like, "So, guys, I cross the genie, uh, and I have one year left to live," or I, and then I explode. <laughs> So, I'm going to change my content up a little bit. Uh, you're going to follow me. We are definitely finishing our game. <laughs> We're going to finish that game. 
That was this I w- year. I would probably that's I would quit my job. Yeah. And I think I would spend as much time as we have. Yeah. Yeah. The days would not bother me. It's the nights that would get me. Every night I would toss and turn thinking about my inevitable demise with the infinite. Yeah. I know you would. Death is scary. <laughs> Spooky. For, for you maybe. The thing is, like, we're humans, man. Any religion could be right, and every religion could be wrong. What's saying you're as wrong as the, uh, as right as the next guy? It's called faith, baby. I believe 100%. So do they. Yeah. And either of us might be wrong, but it doesn't matter because I believe it. I mean, really. So I don't, I don't have anything to do. Really, it doesn't matter because you're both dead. Right. I mean, in the end, we're both dead. <laughs> the difference between me and you, my friend, even if we go to the exact same place, is I was not worried. Up until the last second I died, I wasn't worried. You were worried the whole time. <laughs> See, the thing that usually crossed my mind is one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard we try. Keep that aside. to explain in due time. Oh, I know. Time is a valuable thing. Come on. No. Watch it play by us. <laughs> I, don't know. Strings. I don't know the freaking lyrics to the, ra- the breakdown. In the end! Alright. You can do your thing. I try so hard. And got so far. But, but in, in the, the end, end, it doesn't even matter. I try so hard to lose it all. Alright. In what about you? Would, how would you change your life? I don't think I, I, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> so you would just go to work. I'm kind of living the life. I only work three days a week. <laughs> and, um, then, and then you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm the guy who's going to die in a month. <laughs> no, I might... I might uh, I I would probably... I, 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 think, I see people and I think stuff. I think like... Uh, Oh, she's really nice, or oh, that's a handsome boy right there. Yeah, I think these things, but I don't say them for just because, like, eh, it might not be appropriate. I'd probably start saying those things. I'm gonna be dead soon anyway. Yeah, might as well take a chance. Yeah, you know, I'd probably start saying that. I'd probably quit my job and focus on our game so I could finish it before I died. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that's about all I would change, probably. I think yours is a lot more uh, more uplifting than mine. I want. I would wear a clock, so I would know exactly <laughs> when I'm. Gonna, I would know exactly how long I have, and I'd cry every minute. But if the thing is, if you did not know exactly what time it is, you could just explode at any time. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. It's called dying in your sleep. It's well, basically the same. Oh no, 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 no! If you explode at any time. Oh, you could explode in, in at like a children's birthday party doing the clown thing you do on the weekends. <laughs> See, imagine this: you're just walking to Walmart and then just. I'll tell you right now, they'll never forget that quinceanera. <laughs> you were on the toilet. <laughs> Didn't expect the clown to burst. It to be a sausage man that it, would burst. It would really suck if I was in a very like embarrassing situation, and that's when the clock was stepping down. Or like somebody walks in on you in the bathroom, and they're like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> I just get one stop look. You're like, a look of panic and he freaking explodes. That man would think I was just always going to do that. He's <laughs> a real life creeper. I spooked him. <laughs> I've never been scared once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the freeze and then the explode. That is so funny for me to think about. Uh, man, your death is funny. <laughs> Making me laugh even after you explode. Only some people can go out the way they want to. That's why I keep you around. What does friendship mean to you? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Brute. Friendship is two or more people who like being around each other and make each other laugh. Mm. That's friendship. If I can't laugh with you, get the hell out. <laughs> I'll shoot your foot. I think friendship, friendship is being there for your boys. Yes. I agree with that. I think if your friends need help, it's a reciprocal relationship, right? Yeah. I think if there is a friend that does nothing but take, mm-hmm. they're not a friend. Yeah, like... More the, of a nuisance. One of the things is, like, if you never need help, 
You're so self-sufficient. Right. I'm always asking you for help. But at any moment you needed my help, I would I would uh, make sure to do that for you. Thanks. But, like, I can't... I don't think I've ever... Because you don't even want presents on Christmas or your birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm chilling, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling like Krillin, you know what I mean? You know it'd be funny if I just revealed on the podcast, like, you don't even want presents on your Christmas or, a bir- or birthday. And you're like, huh? <laughs> That's why you haven't gotten me any. You thought I... What, you think I'm heartless? I have feelings too. I'm not an automata. No. No, I don't... I don't care. I don't, I don't need presents. I have literally everything I need. Yeah, he has a closet. That's right. <laughs> I, I can't... Um, Give himself some good RAM and he's good to I, go. I think I would passingly enjoy having like an oculus Mm -hmm. but there's just there's nothing really that exists in the world that i want Mm -hmm. there's things that like, oh that might be cool to have yeah but trenton is a very interesting man he's i'm I'm an austere man he's he's, he's like a minimalist but like in a in more like a woodsy way a woodsy minimalist. Because it's like, when you think of a minimalist house, you think, oh, everything's clean. Full white walls. And then, like, you could have... You're like, saying I'm content living in slop? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a woodsy feel. That's a real nice way to say I'm a pig. Well, no, no, no like, 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 clean, white, sterile house with one... Yeah, like yeah, yeah. one picture frame with a black square inside of that it. Is, that is what comes to mind when you say minimalist. Yeah, but when like I think of Trenton, it's like... I could live anywhere and be comfortable. I don't yeah. need much. Yeah. Give me a computer. I'll sleep on the floor if I have to. So literally, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's such a, it, it's such a weird. I don't think I'll ever meet another person just like Trenton with his like take on stuff. Like Wesley considers himself a minimalist, mm-hmm. and that guy has like lots of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, so. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't buy much. I uh, I enjoy good food. I very much enjoy good food. So if someone invites me out to a restaurant that I enjoy or maybe a restaurant I've never tried before, I almost never never say no. He's a simple man. He likes to build furniture and have a conversation where to put it in a room. <laughs> I don't build furniture. That'd be cool, though. That's a, uh, that's a quote from The Simpsons about Apu. Oh, okay. <laughs> have a conversation about where to put it in the room. <laughs> I'm a simple man. That sounds like a good a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even. I mean, the computer is an infinite world of possibilities. And so, you just want to stay in in your meat flap space? Gross. Well, funnily enough, even if I lost my computer, I wouldn't be miserable or anything like that. Far from it. Because you could read. I would just be reading on my phone. I enjoy reading. I enjoy books. I have uh, two bookshelves full of books. Because you don't have a lot of physical games. All yours are online, right? Yeah. So uh, like I'm all on Steam and stuff. The main thing that you own are clothes and books. Yep. The yeah. majority of the space in my room is clothes and books. I have posters all over the walls. Mm-hmm. But that's usually what I... if When we go to a convention or something, I've started buying some figurines... Just because I thought that'd be kind of cool, and I have room on the bookshelf for figurines. Yeah. So I got I got like three figurines at this point, but uh, I buy the posters because it's it's wall space that I wouldn't be using anyway, and I get to you know look at characters I enjoy. It brings back good memories, and yeah. You know, it's funny. Like in this conversation, <clears throat> you've already got kind of got a feel of Trenton and how much stuff he has. Uh, during the progress of this podcast, Trenton has already downsized. He had a bigger room in an apartment, <laughs> and he downsized from that because he's like, I have too much room. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's how much he's like, I can live anywhere. The yeah. smaller, the better. I actually still have more room than I need, even in my current room. <laughs> you want a cot. <laughs> you, want a, you want to live on a battleship. <laughs> I haven't used my ceiling space yet. So I really have way more space than I need. Uh, Bender from Futurama. <laughs> listen, listen. My whole apartment I, is I, three I, cubic meters, and you only take up 1.5 cubic meters. We have enough room for half a person. 
I have my bed is a uh, it's not a mattress. It is a foam uh you know mat that's r- almost the exact same height and size and width as me. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I also have a smaller like cotton mat that goes uh below the foam mat. Yeah. Uh and then a sleeping bag and that's my bed. <laughs> uh so, so I can literally my entire bed Include pillows and everything. I can grab from one end, roll it up, and fit it under my arm, and go anywhere with my bed. <laughs> and I just I can roll. I can lay it out anywhere. Man, that's that's so like, impressive, well, right? When we go to Atlanta, you could bring your whole bed with you, so you don't you quite easily. Yes. So you wouldn't have to sleep on a stranger's bed. I could literally fit it in the foot space in the front seat. <laughs> I could fit it in between my legs. In the Meanwhile, me, I have frivolous things like a bed frame. I have a frivolous things like food, clothing, you know, <laughs> things I do not need. In this one room, you have two lamps. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw this is totally off topic, but my sister showed me like a Seinfeld uh, comic strip thing. Yeah. And it was like, I don't remember exactly how it went. But George was, of course, complaining about uh, this pin or something costing, like, $8. Or something was costing $8. Mm -hmm. George was like, $8? (laughs) George was like, $8? It's freaking highway robbery, I tell you. It's not not freaking good. It's not fair. (laughs) And then Kramer pokes his head in from outside, and he's like, Guys, I just bought this pin on the street for eight bucks. And that was it. So you're George. That was the whole freaking thing. I would say if if um, we were Seinfeld, I guess I would be Kramer and you would be George. Ye- but I act like I, I feel like I act more like George and you act more like Kramer. But we have two different mentalities. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't be either of them. Really? They don't. I mean, they don't fit me exactly. But yeah, I like. I mean, I like all of them. <laughs> They're all hilarious. You're Jerry. Suave, handsome, rich. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. That's what comes to mind when I think those adjectives. <laughs> Suave, handsome, and rich Jerry Seinfeld. Man, Jerry Seinfeld at age 20, he could get it. <laughs> yeah, he could, man. Go to any street in town and find three people to make sweet, passionate On love with that comedian. freaking arm. All right, what's the next question? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got some. I just want to tell you a funny, like, Dilbert Seinfeld strip. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Hmm. I'm starting to see why these questions can make you fall in love, because these are going kind of deep. I don't go this deep with anyone. Love and affection mean in my to my life. Hmm. Well, if we're talking about some of my love languages, I would say that... I like when I make something and someone takes the time to pay attention or ask questions about them. Mm. Even if it's not positive, it would be just taking your time to question what I made in, in a certain way, in a certain way would be very nice to me. Mm. Um, physical touch means little to me. You say you're batting my knee between yours. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> he's literally moving his chair back and forth, so he's batting my knee back and forth. You're doing it, too. We're, we're doing it as in tandem. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you were doing it at first, and I was like, okay. Um, I think your knee has gotten between mine. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of... We have one mic at a desk, so we're kind of crammed. Like, my knee is, like, balls deep in his lap. You know, um, but f- physical affection means very little to me in the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when we can spend a lot of quality time together, and uh, the chores get done. I, I like <laughs> that sounds bad. That's also on me. That's that's one of the love languages. Yeah, I, I like uh, it. I like it when acts of service is one of the love languages. I, I like it when I can go home and I've done all my chores. Yeah. My my partner does all their chores. That way, we do, I don't have any extra stress. That means so much to me, um, because like walking in and like it's like a roommate. Like, and I, I like walking in and then you you notice that all the dishes have to be done now. Yeah, 
I just did a double at work. That is so exhausting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I, well, I, I keep things clean, and I would definitely, you know. What is... Yes, but see, it's probably the exact opposite for me. Really? I but, want more work to do. No. Physical touch is probably the biggest, my biggest love language because yeah. I, I find nothing is more enjoyable to me. I don't necessarily want to change anything. Mm-hmm. If I had if I had a wife, I wouldn't want to change anything about what I do. I would yeah. just want her to be around, like resting her head on my shoulder, kind oh, of deal. Okay, you know I was gonna I mean? say I just want her around, just in now, case. Shut I up! Need to- <laughs> shut up! Shut your freaking mouth! It's supposed to be sweet. You troglodyte, okay? <laughs> I was like, why did he put his hand in front of his face? <laughs> oh, he wants me. To, oh, right. He wants me to do the slap thing. Yeah, the slap thing. Anyway, no, I, I find it very uh, sweet. I, I do this to my mom all the time. I'll come up behind her and I'll like put my head on her shoulder mm-hmm. and just like just like nuzzle in. I'm like twice her size. Okay, so like that kind <laughs> but of then, but then she just reaches back and like scratches my head. That physical touch I do like. Um, yeah, I, I just I like it's the heavy petting that I'm just like eh, it's okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. It's whatever. I don't. I'm not. You know. That's whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying day to day. I'm like yeah. that's great and all, <laughs> you know. At certain times, but it's okay to have had, you know, yeah. <laughs> have had than had not, you know. <laughs> but no, uh, no. I just I like to I spending quality time implies that I'm going to have to do something that they're also going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, I would find it much and you know acts of service also doing something one of us probably doesn't want to do. You know, giving gifts, we're going to have to spend money, yeah. one of us isn't going to enjoy it. Physical touch to me is so simple because it's like, I'm playing on my computer, she's on the Switch or a phone or whatever the freak she wants to be on, and we're just back to back. Okay. It's just like super freaking simple. We're just laying against each other and we're like, we're there. We're physically there. Okay. So, okay, for this, uh, we're going to do like a role play scenario, okay? Don't, uh, don't worry. Don't I don't worry. want to role play physical touch with you. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. This is gonna be fine. This is gonna be fine. <laughs> Please don't reach past my face. All right. So I want you. I'm afraid. This is your. The, I'm gonna put these headphones on you. You're gaming. I want you to turn around. <laughs> you're ga- Okay. You're gaming. Your kitten's gonna come up behind you. Okay. Okay, pop. Okay, you're gonna come. They're noise canceling. I can't hear. Look this way. Okay. So he's wearing the noise canceling headphones, and here comes the physical touch. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Holy freaking crap! It scared the crap out of me. What is wrong with you? I grabbed the back of his neck. Like work. freaking Terminator. He's gonna like pick me up and throw me out the window. Freaking his big meaty claw slammed into my vertebrae. Here comes your kitten. My freaking brainstem is rattled. All right, I need, I need to know what this feels like now. All right, I'll, I'll keep my eyes closed. All right. Love me, honey. Honey, <laughs> is that you? Uh, Are we getting robbed again, or is that my sweetie? <laughs> feels like prison all over again. I love you. I love you, man. Anyway, so yeah, that to me, physical touch, man. That's so you see Trent on the street. Now you know. <laughs> Grab me by the neck like a kitten. <laughs> Subdue him. <laughs> Tranquilize me. Alright. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. Okay, so we have to go back and forth and say what we like about each other? I'll go first. All right. I think we did this earlier. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Uh-huh. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I like that... <laughs> Stop do that. <laughs> This is. I'm realizing these questions are not suitable for bros. <laughs> we're, too, we're gonna open it. We're gonna be naked by the end of these questions, and we didn't even ask for this. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Compliment my pretty eyes, my pretty mouth, my DSLs. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you are. Oh yeah, your insult sheet. That you are very uh, affable. You're easygoing. I, okay. I don't. I don't walk on eggshells around you. Okay. Trenton, I like that you're adaptable. <laughs> I like you're adaptable in any situation. <laughs> My tongue's pretty long and flat, too. <laughs> Trenton, your head game's amazing. 
So no, I like that you're very adaptable in stressful situations. Thank you, thank you. I um. I I find you, that you are very generous uh, mm-hmm. with your time and with your uh, funds mm-hmm. when it comes to friends, and I appreciate that. Okay. I think it's very you're a very selfless man. Thank you. Trenton, I like that you are very true unto your beliefs. Uh, Trenton, as long as I've known him, he is hardly ever cursed. I, like, I don't think I've ever even heard you curse. You have once or twice, yeah. but it was because I was quoting somebody else. Yeah, but like, w- with it, he usually finds a way to censor himself. Uh, yeah, but you probably already if you if you know if you're a long running fan of the show, you probably already heard that. Uh, <laughs> Unlikely, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the despair is coming up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think it's really cool that it's not just not just that, but mm. just your beliefs in general. Mm. That you it's it's very hard for you to back down. When I know you're you're very, I would say you're probably the odd ones out when it comes to our friend group. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, but that's okay. I have I have lone wolf uh, sigma mentality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't bother me, man. Let's see. Hmm. Hole five, huh? I'll think of something. <laughs> Is this hole five? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Hmm. Trying to make it. I'm trying to do this like finesse, where I'm not going to kiss him at the end. <laughs> trying to get his guard down so I can get to his lips, <laughs> make it through his fist. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that you are a very funny and quick-witted person. I was going to say the same thing about you. So, uh, Thanks, man. I'll, I'll I, just... Only when I'm in a good mood. I, know, I I can tell when I'm being funny or not because mm-hmm. I I know if I'm enjoying what I'm saying. Yeah. But I can only be funny when I'm in a good mood, and when I when I'm, uh, you know. I hardly I, ever see you in a bad mood. I, though. No, I'm never in a bad mood. But I have to rev my comedic engine, so mm. to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what it is mm. or why, but I have to like pick up steam. I, I you have made me cry laughing <clears throat> more than anyone else I've ever met. Thanks. Um, since since I stole yours, pretty much, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do my my next one now. Hey, we um, only had to do five. Oh, is that five altogether? I think so. There I, might have been four. Oh, we, we can just keep going then. All right, go for it. Um, okay, I'll okay. Or I went first, so we'll end with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll end it up. Um, <clears throat> hmm. You're really good at saving money. <laughs> You're really good at saving yeah. money. Like that's one of those things. I'm like, wow, man. He only works three days a week, and he has more money than me a lot of the times. And I'm like, yeah. that's really good. I, I've cut a lot of costs. Um, you know, I live with other people in the same house, so I pay monthly. Mm-hmm. I pay uh, five hundred or so in mm-hmm. bills. Yeah. I still got quite a bit of money saved over when I only work three days a week. And this person can craft a narrative. I will say that too. He's re- he's a really good dungeon master. Hey, thanks. It's fantastic. Um, I could not think of like the only reason I even wanted to make a tabletop game is because this good this guy over here is so good at crafting worlds. Um, Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, tr- truth be told, the saving money thing was the first thing I thought of, and I was like, oh wait, that's a good one actually to end it off um, because the. Trenton, I noticed how good he was at doing that. One of the first conversations I had with him was him to make his own trading card game by himself. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I was, you did. I was like, I totally you are good at this, that. man. You have like, you have like a gift. <clears throat> you know what you should do? You should make all the. You should make a table tarp soft card game with how good you are. Table tarp. <laughs> table tarp. <laughs> like magic card. <laughs> you never ripped the tarp out. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Put a freaking fork in that question. <laughs> All right, let's see. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? I, I'd say that my childhood was average. I wouldn't say I would have a lavish 
like happy go luck. I think I had as as good as the average bear. I mean, I I did have like we we weren't the most well off family, but then again, neither of us our families were because oh yeah, we were both pretty dang poor. Lower Alabama boys. Yeah, uh, we lived in trailers and hovels, so kind of. Oh yeah, I'm talking like. Every day you go outside and play barefoot with the other with the other street urchins. Wake up! There's a possum in the house. Wake oh, up! Dag darn it! Wake up! There's a po- these are real things that happen. Wake up! It's possum true. in the house. Wake up! Dad fell through the floor. Yeah, we, I, we had a big hole in our trailer. In our trailer, and one day when I went to the fridge and opened it up because the fridge is right next to the hole. Yeah, I felt. Uh, uh, something running on my leg and I look down and there's a huge cockroach just run out of the hole and then a second cockroach comes out of the same hole and starts running on my leg too and I'm like what the freaking oh, oh, jeez there were so many bugs in, in that house that every night I would like toss and turn and I would have to wake up and slap my legs to get all the bugs <laughs> off me <laughs> I don't think it was that bad for us. We we kept the place pretty immaculately clean usually we and did. we killed every single bug we found we would kill it on site. We would have to keep bugging the house, but they would always come back. Um, like, my parents now have saved enough money by living in that house. They have a really nice house now that they keep relatively clean. But I did not grow up in that house. Right. Um, I feel bad for my dad because my dad was like, don't worry, next year. Next year we'll have the house. Next year. And then he had the house uh, two years after I graduated. <laughs> Yeah, but he was saying the house was going to be like when I'm five, I'd grow up in the new house. So sad, so sad. To, to, uh, but like, I wasn't an unhappy child. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was a happy child. Yeah. But for context, like when my brother moved out, we used like one of the houses as a storage unit, but it looked like a house for like a like a room from a hoarder's special. So what I did is I made a game of making obstacle course where I made a tunnel through the garbage. Uh, and so I would find, like, I would run around in the garbage, and then I would make, like, a little, like, nest, <laughs> and I would put, like, blankets around. That's so relatable yeah. for me only. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, I, I got, like, a little, like, torch light, and I was like, it's my little, my little cabin. It's my hideout. And I, I would keep it always dark in there, and I had a lot of fun being in the garbage pile. Um, until my brother had to come back from college, and I was like, No! <laughs> I think my childhood was absolutely incredible. And yeah, yeah it's a similar thing. I think I might have told this before, maybe just to you, maybe on the podcast, I don't remember. Uh, we had this dirt road right next to our house. Mm-hmm. A road made of red dirt. It was just red dirt. Yeah, you yeah. There's, I mean? still, there's still a couple of those in, down here, but right, they're right starting next, to go away. And our main road was just rocks and dirt. Yeah. You know? No pavement. <laughs> no concrete <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but we go down this dirt road, and there is a house that used to be back there in the woods that yeah. was burnt out. Like, it, it, it went up in flames. Mm-hmm. So me and uh, two of my other buddies, we go. I'm barefoot, of course, because, of course. Yeah. Uh, we see there's a ton of glass around this place, because it basically, like, exploded the windows and everything. Yeah. This happened a long time ago, and it's just been abandoned for, you know, who knows how long. Well, my buddy has shoes. They're too small for me. Yeah. But I was the biggest kid there. So my buddy takes off his shoes. I put my half of my feet in each shoe because that's all I could fit. And then I get him on my back and we trudge across the glass <laughs> to get into the abandoned house. Yep. And in there we find this half-burnt uh, math homework <gasps> that was an F. <laughs> <laughs> and then we made up this. We just sat there for a good 20 minutes coming up with a story like, yeah. He just couldn't take his bad <laughs> grades anymore. <laughs> he burnt the house down. I know. I think it was the mom finding out <laughs> that he got an F. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> burnt the house down. My mom was not happy that I went there. <laughs> she said, you shouldn't be there. She said, tell me you didn't touch the bad grade. Tell me you didn't touch the bad grade. <laughs> it's a curse. You'll get it, too. <laughs> You're going to be dumb. Yeah. going to get mush brain. I think I have my mom to thank for uh, basically everything that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, just she she was a single mother, you know, yeah. and I had I had our family was eight people, yeah, you know, so I have seven other brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. but in terms of closeness, I'd say I'm pretty dang close with about half of my family, yeah. half of my brothers and sisters because I actually grew up with them. The mm-hmm. other half were already out of the house, you know, by the time I was sentient. Yeah, like I'm lucky that like my family is supportive of my interest my parents don't 
don't like what I do, but... <laughs> right. I would say I'm only on bad terms with one yeah. of my siblings. And, uh... Yeah. I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh... You know. Like, for example, we met in Walmart recently. <laughs> like, a couple months back. And I was like... I was like, hey! I smiled, and they were just like... They punched you in the face. <laughs> no, they were just like, hey, Trenton. And then they just kept walking. I was like... Dang. Okay. I, 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 listen, like, you need to put an effort. You're, you share the same DNA for the most part. Yeah. That makes you good. You should yeah. be able to say more than just, hey. <sighs> Yeah, you would hope. Yeah. They kind of they hold a grudge, I think. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. I mean, it's not, it's not, no skin off my back, really, I guess. You just wrecked but, his I car. Mean, it's just, right. <laughs> Just it, it's just like wife. right. No, no, it's one of my sisters. Oh, killed her wife. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of unavoidable. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. You know, it's not too much skin off my back, but it's kind of it's awkward. You yeah. know, go to a birthday party or something, and and she comes in. And it's just like we go off to our respective corners of the room. We don't look at each other. We don't talk to each other. Yeah, that's that's a little sad. Yeah, um, because you don't want to have beef with people you have to see every year. Every we still talk occasionally. We had a neighbor that if we kicked a ball and it touched his house, he would come out freaking screaming at us. (laughs) I'm talking like we, and it was funny. We would play soccer out there and we would kick the ball or something. We're like, and it would start rolling towards the house. We're like, no, 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 no. and we would like run after it, and then it would. It would like barely touch, and we just scatter like roaches. <laughs> we would scatter like roaches, and we would all just hide behind things. Like, oh, freak! He's gonna freak! He keeps shouting, "Do cause!" <laughs> he was just kind of an ornery old man, but at the same time, he was nice. Sometimes he would give us like drumsticks, you know, yeah. like Nestle drumsticks. Sometimes to release with laxative and poison. I don't. I don't know why, man. That's why your stomach's so strong. Yeah, right. He, was trying, he had rat poison in there. These kids. Okay. Mm, 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 mint. There's something special in here. That... Made with love, I bet. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Oh. Excellent. Ooh. Um, my mother is a very, very nice woman. Uh, my, wom- my woman. My woman. <laughs> well. Wow. My, my my mother. I mean, I had a feeling. But. My mother is a very strong woman. Um, mm. Like, the thing she's done is nothing short of amazing. Like, she, like, skipped a grade in school. Um, she was the ambassador of Ronald Reagan's time in Alabama. Or, it was Alabama or Virginia, but I think it was Alabama. Where she, show, like, was able to show Ronald Reagan around the state. What the heck? She was in like a band. I didn't know about that. She was in a, like a band in about school, the band. but she had to like leave because she got pregnant with my oldest brother. Mm-hmm. Um, You're the youngest of three. Yeah, she's a cancer survivor. Um, she like lives with MS right now, and she's like it doesn't affect her. She's beat diabetes twice, and she is like every story about my mom. My mom, she's always like. Having to fight for some adversity, mm. which is which is really amazing. Like every single time someone has some someone says, and everyone like loves my mother. Like everyone says so many good stories about uh, about my mother, um, which is really great. The only thing with my mom is I I always feel like that I was never enough for her, um, and that's probably a personal thing. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I could feel like she wanted someone who was a little bit more masculine. Probably, mm. I mean, what is masculinity? But I think she she probably wanted someone who was more like football star or or someone who was more just like I'm good with cars, mm. the tr- traditional man man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just swerved into being a theater kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yeah, I'd be disappointed too. Like, no, I'm one of my <laughs> like, it feels it feels good when she can laugh at something I've made. But 
like I, I I know that she's she's always said my whole life you're so weird. <laughs> You're, right. you're such a weird kid, or you're definitely your father's son. Oh, jeez. Like, I've heard that my whole life, so it always makes me think, like, I think my mom wanted a different son. Well, that's a glowing review of you, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, like, it's a good review of my mom. It says something about myself, though. Wow. Uh, my mom is a wonderful woman. Yeah. I love her to bits. She has so many like little quirks and stuff you learn about like when you live with her, and it just makes me love her more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she. I mean, like I said, she was a single mother, and she was raising uh, four of us by herself. She would work. She would work at the post office during the day. She mm-hmm. was like a mail carrier, and she would during the night. She slept like four hours a night. She would, you know, she would go out and deliver papers during the night. She was a paper wow. delivery person. And, like, she just worked so hard to be able to pay for all of our stuff. And we didn't have a ton of luxuries, but yeah. we would, I mean, we had a, uh, we had a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. We had a freaking Xbox, you know? Man, I bet your mom was just like, thank God Trenton doesn't want anything. The only reason, well, and that might be why I don't really need anything now. Yeah. It's just because I learned to really appreciate what I have. Yeah. And I do. Everything I have, I love, and I, mm-hmm. I use often. And if I don't use it often, I uh, usually get rid of it. I just got rid of a bunch of clothes that were just sitting in my uh, closet. I always feel guilty when I buy something and I don't use it. Uh, yeah, I rarely. I don't. I almost never buy something that I don't use, yeah. at least passingly. Like, <clears throat> I I think the fact that we both grew up. In, like, poor households, I think we, I, th- I think it does make us appreciate the stuff that we have. Yeah. Um, like, what, if you grew up, like, rich and have everything, it makes, makes me really wonder what your value of objects are. I think money is a poison. I don't think it's necessarily Man, bad. I hope I get poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not bad to have money, but it's just like, you know, the old superhero adage that says, you know, with great power comes with great responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you have a lot of money, it's just, uh, I find it to be a corrupting influence. You start to take things for granted. Yeah. It's easier to resist the the allure of having a lot of money if maybe you were poor once upon a time. Yeah. <clears throat> but especially people that grow up in money, mm. they're you just find their personalities are warped yeah. in different ways. You know what I mean? Just like they expect more than is reasonable, mm-hmm. uh, they're just not happy. Yeah. They're like because if if you always live with the mentality of I need this thing to be happy, you're never going to be happy because you always need the next thing. Yeah, I, I think I've reached the ultimate nirvana of happiness mm-hmm. because you just I have what I have, and every day I wake up and get to enjoy what I have again. That's right, <laughs> over and over. I'm happy every single freaking day. Yeah. The only things I have to worry about are leaving the house. <laughs> Speaking like a true cave troll. I was literally, yeah. I, was, I got my moss in my my puddles. <laughs> my moss in my water. Listen, yeah. sometimes something slithers in here. It's a treat. That's me, baby. My rocks hurt. <laughs> it's fantastic. My rocks hurt. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my mom is uh, she's still very healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's sixty seven, I think. She yeah. was born in fifty five. I remember when I came to your house and you told me how old she was, like the first she's, time. She's gonna be sixty eight this month. In she about, looks about, ten years younger. In about nine days, she's gonna be sixty eight. She still gets outside, does yard work. She's moving, grooving, and schmoving. Yeah, she's she gonna is... she's gonna live to three hundred. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, she's gonna outlive all of her children. I've told I've told her I hope I die first, <laughs> and she's like, "That's freaking awful! How dare you wish that on me? I don't <laughs> want you to die first. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, mama. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna win. <laughs> you're way healthier than me. I mean, I hate to say this, but I mean, you if you want right. to, if you want to win, it's an easy thing to do. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't do that to her. It'd be cheating. I'll die naturally in a car crash. 
<laughs> actually, we're about to get to... Uh... The last question? Actually, no. I think uh... that, that was before. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot dot dot. Oh, I'll cool. start. Okay. We are making a podcast. Okay. We just ate Arby's. We are good friends. We are reconsidering that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to jump the gun and say best friends. I don't want to make that decision for you. No, 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 no. We're, we're really good friends. Hmm. Um. Oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry, <laughs> you better you better get off of those. Oh man! Ow! We just pinched our pubes so hard it pulled a lot out somehow. Uh, he just shifted in his jeans Ow. and he wishes he didn't. Ow! How did that happen? It's all right, buddy. Emotion, ah. <laughs> emotional, uh, you know, vulnerability leads to ball vulnerability. Um. We are both losing our hair. That's true. <laughs> um, we are both overweight. <laughs> There's got to be some positive ones here somewhere. We both love sushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are both in this room feeling... Uh, Horny. <laughs> You took the words right out of my mouth, you sexy beast. You could, you know, listen, you can't see like what's going on in this room right now, but we are both shirtless, covered in baby oil. We could turn on the cam, but it's not going below the dip. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it above nipple, if you know what I'm saying. Every, everything from the navel below. We both met in the theme park industry. That's true. Yeah. I think that's three each. That, uh, uh, I think it's enough. Unless you got one more. We are both huge fans of role-playing games. That's right. We're both playing Mass Effect. Well, we both have played Mass Effect. It's true. I have now... I got him into it. Yeah. I, I need a free... I'm so, I'm so happy that he's playing it now. It's making us closer. But now but now his, uh, his, his Discord kitten, so to speak, is uh, not allowing him to finish Mass Effect 2 until she's there to witness it. I'm like, it's probably going to be another week before I can finish Mass Effect 2. <laughs> and I just want to survive the suicide mission. I know, I know, I feel you, I feel you. I have every character, every one of their stories, all their freaking costumes. Just wait till you get to 3, man, I've it all comes together. played all the DLC. All the DLC. I bought all of Who's it. Who's your favorite character? I really like Garrus. Who doesn't? Garrus right, is great. Um, I like Jack. I wish Jack... I wish, like, her, like, halting talk. Like, her, like, you've maxed up my relationship. We're good. But she's like, give me more time, okay? It's like, okay. And I, I check back in after three more. Give me more time, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't noticed, she's a troubled youth. <laughs> so that's what you're into. An ex- uh, 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 a test subject that was uh, Tally Zor is cool. I liked. Oh, I, I, liked I, I played her. Uh, Tally's my girl. Um, I like the um, the sneaky one. The sneaky Kasumi. One. Kasumi, she's cool. Kasumi's They're great. all awesome. I that that's what I got to say. Like Bioware is really good at making characters, and especially all the Mass Effect characters. It's hard not to love your crewmates, except for uh, freaking Caden and Alicia. What's her freaking name? Uh, Ashley. Ashley. Oh, I don't like Ashley. I did not like Ashley. I, I'm glad she junk. died in my playthrough. I did keep Caden alive. I prefer Caden. They're just so boring. The human characters. Vanilla. Of uh, Mass Effect Two are way better. I, I like almost feel Jacob. like they did it on perfect on purpose. Honestly, that yeah. they made your first two crew members just like meh because that you want to play with the aliens. Yeah. yeah, if you want like a vanilla you know experience, you can go with one of these guys. But if you want to actually enjoy the game, go with anyone else. Uh, it, Rex was Mass Effect One, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Or not Rex. I love I love Rex more than I like the Krogan and Grunt. Two. Too, but uh, Grunt is so cool. I do like Grunt. Hey, wait until three. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to play three. Not unless I kill him in the suicide mission. If you, that would be difficult. 
You can. You can literally get them all killed, including Shepard. I, I was worried, because of the suicide mission, how many can actually move to the next game as a companion? Can any of them? Uh, all of them, in some capacity. In some capacity. They, I, they are all involved. Everyone that survives the mission is involved in Mass Effect 3, I've, intimately. Because I've, no, I've noticed that, okay, I can see why my choices have affected Mass Effect 2. Because mm. uh, no matter what, Rex would have been, like, in charge of that... Of the Krogan. Unless you killed him in one. You can kill him? Mm-hmm. If you don't have enough... Then who would be in charge? Or not Reeve. It's just a completely new character? His, I think it's like his cousin or his brother. Hey, and, he, and guess what? Uh, He's way more douchey. He is not near as cool as Rex. Oh, that sucks. That's cool that that's even an option. Yeah. Uh, I will say, yeah, if you do not have enough honor or renegade or paragon or renegade score... Yeah. When you go to convince... When you're on uh, Vermeer... And yeah. you'd have to go and convince him to, like, calm down mm-hmm. because you're about to destroy, like, a Krogan breeding facility. Yeah. Like, trying to cure the genophage or whatever. If you don't have enough, there are people, like, with guns trained on him. And if you don't have enough, they shoot him dead. They, <sighs> he freaking dies right then and there. If you can convince him to calm down one way or another, he's fine. That would have... I love Rex so much! That <laughs> is, without a doubt, that that moment with yeah. Rex is one of the highlights of Mass Effect 1. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mass Effect 1, when I was playing it, I thought I had so many highlights until I played Mass Effect 2 and I realized that everything I knew was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that moment with Rex was something that really encaptivated me. I was like, this is real, and this makes sense why he would be upset. Oh. We got a little sidetracked. <laughs> Let me see how many questions we have left. Hold on. We could totally do a third part. Well, okay, I, don't worry. I have another cat we can kill. Oh. Pebbles! Pebbles! Oh, there he is. He was just sleeping. Oh, perfect. <laughs> He's oh. defenseless. Oh, don't worry. He, he woke up when, I heard, when he heard his name. Hey, Pebbles. Come here, sweet boy. All right, just set his head right over here. Hey, boy. Okay. Oh, no. He knows. All right, Pebbles. All right. All right. Just just, uh, stay here. No, stay here. Stay here. All right. Oh, he got on the freaking carpet. <laughs> oh, he splattered like a ketchup bottle. All right, so the sacrifice has been laid out. Uh, we're going to do a part three uh, uh, of this. Um, of Every this time special. we kill a cat, I get closer to you. Thank you. Thank you. I know what... What a valiant sacrifice. They'll be remembered in Cat Valhalla. <laughs> they earned it. Uh, I feel bad waking him up from his nap, though. <laughs> That's what you feel I mean, we could. Yeah. <laughs> if he didn't wake up, he wouldn't have known. Yeah, cute little guy, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, Wouldn't. he was. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go watch Love Is Blind. Oh wait, 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 wait! Thank you for watching, everybody. Oh yes. <laughs> then I'll give you an hour. Thank you very much. Um, if you needed to get a hold of me, uh, I will be watching Garfield porn. <laughs> what the crap is wrong with you? I was looking at my Garfield statue, and you. <laughs> I was like, what's oh, a shocking thing I could be doing? That's shocking, alright. Like, it was the first thing that popped out of my mouth. Well, you killed your cat, so now you need to make up for it. I need to make more. Oh, gosh. Man, he had that devious look on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, you would. You would, you little rascal. I said that. Uh, I'm going to be watching Love is Blind with Garrett. <laughs> He hasn't seen it yet. I look forward to letting him see these terrible, terrible people. Man, he thinks I'll be seeing it, but I'll be too preoccupied. <laughs> Looking at Garfield's boinker. I call it my little lasagna. <laughs> His gar-gar-peck-peck, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to honk on Garfield. Okay, shut up. Okay, <laughs> shut up. If you uh, would like to uh, follow us, reach us, what have you, you can uh, pod on Twitter. You can go there, follow us. Or you can send us an email at I'll give you an hour at gmail.com. Do we do anything on Twitter? You're in charge of it. Do you post anything on there at all? I post our episodes on Twitter. Okay. You don't do anything, any like cool like tweets? like I would. I, listen, I would if we had followers. Well, what? 
you know what? Why don't I start sending you text messages? Yeah. And every time I send you a text, I'll say I'll I'll start it with Twitter, or tweet this, blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know, we'll just throw out like cute, like funny tweets. What? Check this out. Okay, okay. I got this great one. Okay. This was t- this was your fault. Okay. Now you guys know what the periodic symbol for gold is, right? <laughs> okay. This one. <laughs> he said this over the phone. I don't think he meant to. <laughs> he meant to say it. So the periodic symbol for gold is AU for aurum, right? Uh, hey, when when you know you see somebody is stealing gold from your <laughs> coin pouch, you say AU. <laughs> Good stealing my gold. You can get you can get tweets like that and a whole lot more, man. <laughs> yep, yeah, you freaking. We'll we'll start posting. Uh, I, I get a, um, it's like three a.m. and I, and I, <laughs> I got a good one, babe. And then you, I hear a text ring, ding, ding, and it says, "Tweet this," and it's a picture of his feet. Freak <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that was this episode. Um, I do take care of my feet, as you guys should too. Get a pumice stone, get that dead skin off your feet. Hey, look, stops your feet from stinking, keeps them healthy, keeps them going strong into old age. All right, take care of your feet, people. They're important little appendages. All right, so uh, yeah, that's the episode. Thank you for listening. And uh, oh, looks like we're gonna leave. Oh, uh, yep, yep, we're leaving. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Love, love, long time, guys. Good long love. I'm doing the little Korean.